Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Merry Christmas to everyone. It is Monday. And with this Monday and playing with the NFL uh, around the holidays, there'll be three games today, three really good games. And uh, I think, Wiz, I read, if I'm not mistaken, it will not see this scenario where games are on Christmas until 2028 after this season. So uh, that's the story there. Good morning. What's happening? Yeah, I'm surprised, like, you know, the NFL, because they, uh, you know, the NBA usually is the big day on Christmas Day with their games, so it's a little unusual uh, to have these games, but nonetheless, I'm sure a lot of fantasy leagues and teams are coming down to these three games, and I'm up several leagues uh, where it is coming down to these three games, so... We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it takes place. Yeah, decisions to be made, injuries to watch. Um, you know, I think early in the season you would have looked at these games. You know, Raiders, Chiefs, uh, vaunted ra- rivalry, and obviously the Eagles and the Giants. Same situation. And tonight's game. Uh, I was reading a statistic was with two teams coming in: the Ravens and um, the Niners. In the history of Monday Night Football, it's the largest point differential that two two opponents have had over their opponents. So two teams have had over their opponents in the history of Monday Night Football. I think it's over 350 points that the combination of the Ravens and Niners have outscored their opponents by this year. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, uh, on the line here, both teams vying for the number one seed in their respective conferences. This is, I think, a, a big game for the MVP race as well. I think, you know, Lamar Jackson is in the mix and he goes on the road and beats the 49ers. Uh his odds will probably go, I think it's four and a half to one that he's going to win the MVP. It'll go lower than that if he wins a game uh, with a big game, I believe. So uh, going up against Purdy and McCaffrey, who are also in the uh, MVP race. So there's a lot of dynamics going on in this game. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, Speaking of dynamics, Wiz, you know, I, I know we've commented on this before, but it's truly amazing Like kind of going through the weekend uh, this weekend, when we look at like half the teams in the NFL, over half the teams in the NFL, starting guys that didn't start at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, I, I remember we talked about this in the preseason, was uh, specifically about this player. You and I have been great beneficiaries of this player's performance over the course of the year. I'm talking about Mike, Mike Evans, who, who had another big effort um, yesterday with Baker Mayfield, who's having an astounding season. But, you know, we talked about Dave Canales, who's moved over from the quarterback's coach in Seattle, where he kind of rejuvenated uh, Geno Smith's career. And now he's the OC in Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay now is poised to win that division. But, you know, I, I remember us kind of going through it, and, and, and we talked about specifically, like, is – is there a chance that Evans and Godwin kind of produce at the level that we saw last year with, with um, Metcalf and, and, and Lockett? And it's not quite been the case with, with Godwin because he's been much more in consistent performance. But, wow, Mike Evans has just been unbelievable. And he came, you know, he really came at a cheap price when it comes, comes to think of it. And I think, Wiz, I've, I've, I've mentioned this this morning in one of our text chats. I ran out of superlatives to kind of explain what's going on in Cleveland. I think there's a couple of things when I look at the situation there where that trade for Watson could be one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL because the production from that player when he's been active has been nothing short of horrendous. And you look at what Amari Cooper did yesterday, which I know in a few of my leagues he, he was out there and, and obviously taking teams to victory with the what, what he did yesterday, to over 250 yards receiving. But the Joe Flacco story is just absolutely nuts to me. And the fact of the matter is, 
Kevin Stefanski is well in line for Coach of the Year. They've done it without Nick Chubb. Uh, this has just been an absolutely remarkable year in Cleveland for, for that football team. And, and again, just been astounded by what Joe Flacco has done. Yeah, they, you know, it all starts with their defense. Uh, they put their offense in good situations on the scoreboard and on the field as well in terms of field position and time of possession, um, limiting the other teams. And uh, I was watching that game, and Case Keenum didn't have a chance. I mean, every drop back, and it was uh, it, it was impressive to see. And, and Flacco seems to have a, a terrific command of that offense. And uh, Mari Cooper looked unstoppable, and the Joku, the complimentary guys, I mean, <clears throat> you know, to your point, um, Stefanski certainly has to be in consideration of coach of the year. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, yeah, so a lot a lot at stake, obviously, for fantasy for the rest of today, uh, but implications certainly for the playoffs next week. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Bills have put themselves in a, in a much better position to make the playoffs. A tough loss last night by the Denver Broncos, Bailey Zappi, and you know that feisty New England defense has been able to really keep them in competitive in a lot of football games at, at the end of the year here. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening uh, when all is said and done in New England when, when it's when it's uh, when we're talking about the coach in Bill Belichick. So anyway, off to the games today, Wiz. So uh, we mentioned the games that we're playing. So let's look at the games, the over unders. Uh, how many of the games do you like uh, versus spreads or over-unders today, Wiz? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a view on all three of these games. Obviously, you know, three games, uh, you know, these weren't, wouldn't be games I would necessarily play among a card of, you know, 16 games. But it's Christmas Day, Monday football, so I'm going to play all three of these games. And here's my view of these three games today. Um, start off with Kansas City. They played the Raiders a few weeks ago, and the first half was a real slow start for Kansas City. And then from the kind of like the, the midway point, late part of the second quarter, all the way through the rest of the game, the offense had it figured out. Um, they were kind of unstoppable. They were just moving up and down the field every single time they had the ball. And I think that's going to continue going into this game um, at home. The Raiders, you know, in, in that cold, crazy environment um, where it's tough for the opposing quarterback to get the play right. Um, you see all these penalties against the offense for illegal shifts, illegal formations, and false starts. So I'm going to lay the 11 points with Kansas City. I think they're going to win this game in a big way. Um, second game, the Eagles and Giants. Every single game the Eagles have played at home, there have been no less than 48 points scored in any Eagles home game this year. Uh, I'm gonna it's so that it's in my range for playing the over. The over is at 43 and a half. Um, I don't know the Eagles' offense has kind of struggled in some of these weeks, and I don't know if the Shine is kind of wearing off on on uh, Tommy Cutlets, but I'm gonna play over in the um, in the Eagles Giants game, and then the last game I'm gonna lay the points for the 49ers. I know a lot of people like the Ravens in this game, but I just <clears throat> look at the 49ers since they've come off their bye week and they're unstoppable. So to me, it's the Chiefs, Eagles over, and <clears throat> the um, the 49ers. I'm just going to 
stay on that juggernaut train. What say you as far as the games and totals? Yeah, so um, I have a view on two of the games. Uh, I, I didn't do anything with the first game. Uh, I, I did take notice. I love to look at player history and game history, and they did play a few weeks back. I, I, I'm actually in a situation where I'm trying to decide between the Chiefs defense and Eagles defense, uh, and I will tell you I'm very torn on that. Uh, the weather doesn't look like it's going to be an impact. A little colder, yes, but not wind or rain events. It's a beautiful day here in the Northeast, so the Eagles certainly are going to have a good setting there. So I didn't do any, anything in the first game. Um, I like the Giants was uh, getting 14 points. It's a, the division game. Uh, I remember uh, last a couple of years ago, end of the season, um, the Eagles came to Giant Stadium. Uh, they needed to win. The Giants had nothing to play for. Giants played them very tough. I think Wink Martindale's got this defense playing well. I don't know what in the world is going on on both sides of the football. The Eagles, are, I know they've had challenging opponents the last few weeks, Wiz, but this is a team that's playing nothing like it did early in the season. They are struggling on both sides of the football. Um, it's a division game, so I struggle. I, I understand, you know, Tommy DeVito, um, but 14 points is a lot in a division rivalry where on Christmas Day, I think guys are going to get hyped up to play the game. So I'm taking the Giants uh, getting 14 points in this game. And the Eagles, if they don't get this one right, you know, there's going to be a lot of wonderment about how they're going to, how, how they're poised to perform uh, in, in this, uh, in this po- postseason play. Um, I'm completely with you on the Niners uh, laying six points. I think um, I think the Niners are going to lay it on on the Ravens. I know the Ravens have been a feisty defense. They allowed Jacksonville uh, to do a lot in the red zone, but Jacksonville couldn't put it in. Um, it, but you know what? San Francisco is not going to have that same issue. Uh, so I am going to lay the six points at home. Um, I love a lot of what the Ravens have done this year. I think that Keaton Mitchell injury is, is, is a, is a big one Wiz. I really do. Uh, so I'm, I'm laying the six. I'm going with the Niners in this particular game. righty. So <clears throat> why don't you take us off for player props uh, for the three games today? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to tell a story uh, about player props yesterday. If you remember at the end of the podcast uh, yesterday, I talked about Rashawn Johnson because uh, we didn't yet know if um, Devonta Freeman was going to play the football game. I had forgotten all about the situation, and the game started. The game had started. Um, it was like the first drive, and, and Khalil Herbert was doing his thing in, the, in that first drive. And I said, let me see if there is I, – I, they might have come off the field already. I said, let me see if there's a line for Rashawn Johnson receiving yards. I was I, – I, I did a double take when I saw it. It was, it was plus five and a half. Receiving yards. Now, anybody has been watching the games of late, and we talked about this player in pass protection. And, you know, again, he only ended up getting 16 yards on three catches, but he's the prominent, he's been a prominent guy, and um, this is before Komet had gotten hurt. Anyway, I just, it's just quite interesting. There, there are opportunities in-game. you got to take a look at things. That's the one I had mentioned. Like I said, I had forgotten about it. But uh, luckily, it... Uh, Provided some uh, nice profits yesterday in that particular bet. Anyway, I have a, a, a few different bets, Wiz, for this one. Um, that that Kansas City Chief receiving core is a bit banged up, right? And um, Rashi Rice has been on a roll. Over 66.5 yards, I'm taking it. I'm also taking over 66.5. Kelsey, I feel both these guys are going to have big games. Justin Watson seems to make one big catch 
every single game, and you might see him kind of get an end around here and there. Uh, over 18 and a half total yards receiving and rushing, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm also taking the over Patrick Mahomes 35 and a half pass attempts. Uh, been over that number two-thirds of the time this year. I'm taking the under and Lamar Jackson pass attempts at 29 and a half. I feel, if anything, he's going to be running a lot in this particular ball game, and I think they're going to try to establish Gus Edwards if they can uh, early on in this game. And the last one I'm going to take was, um, I don't know, I feel a strange feeling that this player, uh, he's running the shorter routes, maybe gets a little bit of those kind of Andrews routes here and there, aside from likely. I'm going to take Rashad Bateman over two and a half receptions in this game. You get you get odds for that one. All righty. Um, I'm going to start with the top. I'm going to go under Pacheco, 66 and a half rushing yards in this game. I just think they're going to be throwing a lot. I think Clyde Edwards Delaire will be in the mix. I mean, I think Pacheco could get a rushing touchdown, but he could get some passes as well. But just as far as rushing yards, I just not, I'm not sure he's going to get the attempts. You know, to, to hit that mark, you got to feel he's going to have to get, I don't know, 15, 16 rushing attempts. I'm not sure he's going to do that. So I want first to game back too, rushing. right? First game back was, yeah, right? Yeah, first game. But, you know, McKinnon out and – I think Clyde as well will factor in a little bit. and So I want to play under Pacheco rushing guards in the first game back uh, as well. And then just for a game script, I, I want to take Barkley over receptions. I think it's two and a half. You got to lay juice. But I just think it could be the type of game, you know, where the Eagles could have. I know you like the Giants, but I think it could, it could be the type of game where the, the Giants have to throw the ball a fair amount in the second half. And could lend itself uh, Barkley getting some easy reception. So those are my two ideas today, under Pacheco rushing yards and over Barkley receptions. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. How, how do you think, um, and I, I, I like both of those bets, how, what do you think the, the Ravens need to do to beat the, uh, the Niners tonight? It's, it's, it's what they do when they're playing their best. Time of possession. They have these six seven-minute drives, I mean, I know people, you know, talking about their defense, but that 49ers offense is a real juggernaut, and you have to keep them off the field for, for large chunks at a time. So, to me, I'm just going to look at the first quarter. I, I don't feel as strongly about live wagering as this as I uh, did uh, for the game with, between the Steelers and, and Bengals, but, I, you know, you, you want to see, and it, once the 49ers – start getting that lead and they start their defense can kind of just go after Lamar Jackson and not really have to worry about the running game. That would be it. But if the, if the, if the Ravens can keep time of possession to have those six minute drives, seven minute drives and kind of keep uh, McCaffrey and those guys off the field, that's the key. So time of possession is the thing that I'm looking at this game. If whoever wins time of possession is going to, uh, you win this game because if the Ravens don't, and I'll tell you another thing, it's not, you need to go from one week to the next, but I don't like the fact that the Jags were moving up and down the field against the Ravens and they couldn't get 20 yards against the Bucks. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's not, you know, I think like, I don't know. I think I'm kind of getting the feel for the Ravens defense this time of year, the same view that I had uh, for the Eagles defense last year, where it's kind of a little overrated and, 
we'll see tonight. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, again, they gave up seven points in that game. That was sinful because five times or so the, the Jaguars were in 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 the red zone and they were unable to come away with points. So it just uh, didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, the Jags offense looked a lot better against the Ravens than they did against Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so time of possession to me is the key to this game. All right, there you go. So, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. If you are involved in your semis uh, for this uh, for this week, and uh, it's coming down to today, good luck with that. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, enjoy, Wiz and I will be back uh, next week to talk about. Uh, basically, it will be final week for most uh, most leagues. So, good luck. Have fun. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your Christmas, Wiz. We will talk next week. You got it. <laughs>